The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of puck talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. Oh, well, things have been rosy to start the year for the Vancouver Canucks. There's an alternate universe where Elias Pettersson did not play for your Vancouver Canucks. Well, according to Trevor Linden, that guy, the franchise legend, he saved the day. And the truth about Jim Benning has been revealed. And we're going to tell you more about that next here on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, Canucks fans? You're listening to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Banks, co-host of Locked On Canucks, and also a Canucks writer and part-time credential media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. And before we dive into the show, we got to thank you, yes you, for tuning in to Locked On Canucks. It's your team. No scratch that. Your Canucks every day. Make sure you go subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to dive into the bombastic comments made by Trevor Linden in regards to the drafting strategy under Jim Benning and most notably how Jim Benning reportedly did not want to draft Elias Pettersson. Also going to get into the Canucks-Sense matchup tonight and specifically on that, the Sense fans who were chirping us before the season started, man, where are those Sense fans now? And of course, we'll end off the show saving the best for last in comment corner. Uh, speaking of the best, I'm joined by the best, Kyle Bowen. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I'm excited to have this conversation, even though it's a little stale for me, okay? This whole Jim Benning ordeal. I don't know what's happened because before I used to, you know, love poo-pooing on the dude, but nowadays I feel as if I'm getting boring by doing so. So I'm going to try to think of a different angle uh, to lay out uh, for the people listening to this episode of Locked on Canucks, the show that gives you your Canucks every day, Begsy Bowen. Uh, more importantly, uh, we got the fans too, okay? We got the comment corner at the end of the show. Uh, speaking of the comments too, as Begsy alluded to, in about 10 to 12 minutes, we're going to be uh, we're gonna be going back in time to roast those Ottawa Senators fans who were picking Brady Kachuk and Tim Sutsla over Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes. In fact, there was one comment that that said Canucks still needed a captain. And this is after Quinn Hughes was named captain. Anywho, let's start with Jim Benning, Trevor Linden. Uh, Trevor Linden, is he writing a book? Is he coming out with a podcast? Because he's got the buzz right now. He's got the buzz. And I'll also say this before Trevor, uh, the other Trevor, goes off on a little spiel. I like when Linden talks about the Canucks. He is so passionate about this team, and it's not surprising because he was here in the 90s. He was here uh, during the West Coast Express. He was here to see the Sedins kind of turn the chapter, which is big news for your Vancouver Canucks and their history. And he was here during the most chaotic slash unenthusiastic time for, again, your Vancouver Canucks when it was being led by Jim Benning and that management group. So he's just seen so much of it, and I can only imagine how emotional he can get about this team. And when we hear him talk, I don't feel as if we're hearing a guy looking for drama. We're just hearing a dude who's so passionate about the success of, once again, your Vancouver Canucks. Anywho, Trevor, uh, fill us in. Yeah, so for those who missed it, Trevor Linden was on Sportsnet 650 yesterday. I heard it on my commute home, and it definitely made me uh, raise a couple eyebrows, his comments about the Canucks drafting under Jim Betting. Now, this has been reported uh, by other reporters, but I, we haven't really heard about it from Linden himself. So uh, here's one of the quotes from Linden in the interview, kind of commenting on the process of selecting Elias Pettersson in 2017. 
Lennon said, quote, I wasn't happy with our process in 2016, and that was the first year Judd Brackett had taken over. I didn't like how our meetings went, so I pushed Judd to really step up and run the meetings. And I really pushed our management group hard to have Judd and our guys make the pick. Jim Benning wasn't sold, and if he had his choice, he would have taken different players. Now, this has been reported before that Jim Benning apparently wanted Cody Glass in 2017. <laughs> and, you know, I think a lot of other uh, guys who were watching YouTube highlights were on the same boat. I think Cody Glass was, you know, by most uh, by most draft guys, uh, it's slotted ahead of Elias Pedersen on most draft boards. Thankfully, that didn't happen for the Canucks. And apparently, it's according to, to Trevor Linden. Now, there was a comment from Jim Benning where he said he was on board with the Pedersen pick and he told Aquilini the night before that they were going to draft Pedersen. But the key word is the night before, okay? <laughs> because, again, it's been reported that Jim Benning had a hard-on for Cody Glass in the same way that he had a hard-on for Ole Levy. And, again, this Canucks franchise would have looked drastically different. Like, can you imagine? The Vegas Golden Knights have already won a Stanley Cup. Holy. They didn't need Elias Pedersen. Like, can you imagine if we drafted Glass and Vegas ends up with Pedersen? Maybe we're talking about multiple cups for that team. Um, Dude, so, Patterson is again, such a it's, perfect. It's so crazy to think about them. Sorry, he, he, Patterson is such a perfect uh, Vegas type of player. You know, so perfect. And he's perfect for any team. For, for he's going to be. He's one of the MVP candidates of the league right now, right? <laughs> but just it's it's so crazy what could have been. And yeah, I, I think the important takeaway here is that Trevor Lynn is speaking the truth. I mean, there is mm-hmm. actually another tweet from a guy called Jonathan Bates who probably no one knows. Um, but basically when that interview came out on 650, uh, it said the current Canucks team could have looked a lot different if Jim Benning had his way at the 2017 draft and Jonathan Bates retweet or quote tweeted that quote or that tweet and said, finally, now Jonathan Bates was an amateur scout with the Canucks at the time, uh, in 2017, um, when they drafted Elias Pettersson. So again, he got another guy on the inside kind of confirming what Trevor Lynn is saying. Um, and again, a lot of reporters have already reported this as well. So again, that's the, it's the truth. This to me, isn't just rumors. I'm just a report. It's the truth that Jim Benning did not want Elias Pettersson uh, in 2017 and was convinced otherwise. And thank the hockey gods for that, man. Cause franchise has been screwed over enough over the past 50 years. Thank God Elias Pettersson is a Vancouver Canuck. Those are really my two t- main takeaways well, uh, from this Linden interview. Well, well, thank you, Trevor Linden. I feel as if in an alternate universe, maybe he leaves the Canucks 14 months earlier. You know what I'm saying? And this doesn't happen. This push to change the way the process was being processed within that organization, and that's instilling this this need to have conversations about what we're going to do. And I think Jim Benning and his team, because I think it was, now it's confirmed, like that room was very split during that time. There's multiple things going on, and everything. everyone has to be on the same unit. And And the way to do that is to have conversations and, by the way, Lennon is talking. He seems as if back in 2016, there was no conversations. It was just what Benning and his brass wanted to do. Uh, this all being said, I think it's safe to say that Benning, and we've kind of seen this with the moves that he was making, whether it be in the draft or professionally, he, he was just doing the surface level amount of scouting and analyzing. Well, look at Jay Beagle. Look at OEL. Look at Oli Ulevi. We're talking about possibly him only watching Oli Ulevi during December, during the World Juniors, you know? Possibly only watching Jay Beagle during the Cup run. Possibly only watching OEL highlights from 2017 and saying, yo, you know what? They, they acquired this guy, and Jim Benning literally said, I think he put, put him above Quinn Hughes on the depth chart. 
We got our number one D-man. He said, yeah, he said OEL is our number one defenseman. Dude, that's yeah. after having Quinn Hughes for a couple <laughs> of years. Again, Jim Benning, surface level, he did he did the most, a.k.a. he did the least for this team when it came to analyzing talent. And it's ironic because a couple episodes ago, I did say thank you, Jim, for like 10 seconds because I'm just euphoric and full of ecstasy right now. And, you know, he is the guy who was signing the deals, a.k.a. putting in the paperwork when we brought in Miller, Patterson, Hughes, Demko, et cetera, Besser, you know, and those guys are the biggest reasons why the Canucks were off to a 9-2-1 start and we're feeling hopeful and all of us are here again on Locked on Canucks. But um, I'm just, I guess the the thing I really want to say is I'm so happy for Canucks fans that we actually have deeper workings happening at the top and we don't have an annoying management group and I'm also super, super grateful for Trevor Linden, man, because I feel as if he, at the latter half of, at his stage with the Vancouver Canucks, he literally did the most when he could have just been frustrated and just walked away and, you know, worked on Club 16 and doing his thing. Dude, I feel like giving, uh, you know what? I pay, what, 16 bucks, 20 bucks a month at Club 16? I'm going to start paying $30 for no reason. Keep the change. Keep the change. He deserves it, man. He deserves it. He could have been frustrated after 2016 when nobody was listening or there was no conversations and Benning and his team were just, again, surface level with it and drafting you Levy and et cetera, blah, blah, blah. He could have been like, yo, there's no point. This is like uh, talking to a wall. I'm out of here. I'm going to go develop my other businesses. But he stuck around for like 18 months more, and because of it, he pushed to have Judd Brackett make that pick, which happened to be one of the best players in hockey. And on the other end of the spectrum, if things didn't go that way, Ironically, the glass would be empty right now. The glass would be empty. It's just the truth. Yeah, I mean, as good as Hughes is, as good as Demko is, I think it's having those three pillar in place, which is really driving the Canucks right now. The Canucks aren't the Vancouver Canucks if one of those three guys isn't a part of this team. And, you know, in terms of Jim Benning, you know, Hughes fell into his lap, but again, at least he made the pick. Demko maybe gets a bit of credit for, although that was the draft where he was more so pounding his fist for Jake Vertan. And so that's a lot of revisionist history to start the show. But again, I think Trevor's Linton's comments really have us going back in the time machine again. again. But again, two main takeaways here that Trevor Linden saved the Vancouver Canucks. The reports about Jim Benning are true. Pretty much everyone else will confirm it except for Jim Benning. Uh, and Elise Pedersen is Vancouver Canuck. And that is a damn good thing. Am I ungrateful? Speaking of Elise Pedersen. Sorry, sorry. Am I ungrateful for saying that like, I know without a doubt, and I shouldn't be putting this out in the air because it's a mean thing to say, but Jim Benning is never getting a job in the NHL. He's just, AK, on one end, too old school, no. and number two, a guy who was, like, leaning on doing the least. And, yo, you're the GM of the Vancouver Canucks. Maybe other teams can get away with that. Maybe other markets don't care as much. There's revenue sharing. Everyone's getting paid, blah, blah, blah. But when you're the GM of the Vancouver Canucks, you got to do the most. So credit has to be, you know... Shared, not not shared, but credit has to be given to Alvin and Rutherford because when they walked in, it was pretty clear that a lot had to change and their goal was to do the most. The most, not just with player acquisitions, but with everything, Vancouver Canucks. And I'm, again, grateful for that. I, I know it's early, 9-2-1. Last year was pretty garbage with those guys at the top and maybe we're giving them too much credit too early. But just by looking at both both management groups, I'm just happy that there's an immense amount of more professionalism with this team now in all regards. And there was no way that was going to happen with Jim Benning still here. And he was here for eight years, man. I feel bad for my people, man. 
Yeah, at least those days are behind us. Now the Canucks are Stanley Cup contender again. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Uh, speaking of being a Stanley Cup contender, we did have an episode before the season dropped about the Ottawa Senators and the Vancouver Canucks. Who is going to win a Stanley Cup first? And when we put it out to the people, it seemed like there was a lot of love for the Ottawa Senators and no one really had confidence in those Vancouver Canucks. Now it's time to revisit it again with the Ottawa Senators and the Vancouver Canucks playing tonight in Canada. Before we talk about that, I got to let you know that, you know, you and I, we spend a lot of time talking together. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for that connection that we have. And today, I want the chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Rivatio prescription. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com and receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half just to have it. I ordered the most of my daily meds within a year's supply. I also ordered antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than normal pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone would love to get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of a daily, any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Okay, okay, you're back on another episode of Locked on Canucks. My name Kyle Bowen. More importantly, that right there is Trevor Bags. But more importantly than that, this is the show that gives you your Canucks every day. Hit the like and subscribe button if you did enjoy today's episode. If you didn't, don't do any of that. Stop lying to yourself, even though you're a Canucks fan. I know you probably want to be nice, but hey, if you didn't like the show, don't like it. Uh, you can save the world with one less lie at a time. I totally do believe that. It's in our control. Uh, it's also in our control to kind of roast the Ottawa Senators fans, okay? The Canucks are playing the Ottawa in what? A handful of hours. Uh, we asked the question so many times, so many times throughout the summer, right? Because both these teams, would you agree, Trevor, are kind of the same? Kind of? Yeah, I think, they, I think they've been the same for quite some time, right? And Kyle, you and I talked about it back on our old network about Dorian and Benning being the worst two GMs in the NHL. Both teams floundering, you know, not doing much for Canada's Stanley Cup hopes. And both teams are on the rise again, but uh, one team is on the rise a little bit more than the other right now. 100%. And I know it's early, but this team on the West Coast, the best coast of Canada, is on the rise because of their best players. And when we dropped a couple episodes in the summer regarding the conversation surrounding the Senators and the Canucks and who's going to do it first, who's going to win the Stanley Cup first, a.k.a. whose core is better, uh, we got a lot of comments from Ottawa Senators fans. And at the time... The Vancouver Canucks fans, uh, they were quiet, dude. They weren't even getting involved in the debate. Sometimes they were agreeing uh, with these Senators fans when they were saying things like this, okay? I got one comment here, and I really want to talk about it because it didn't make sense at the time, right? And it definitely doesn't make a lot of sense now. But this dude is saying that not anyone in the NHL is taking Quinn Hughes over Brady Kachuk. And I remember you and I were having a drink. I don't know what, at what uh, 
at what brewery? It was somewhere in the Mount Pleasant area when we got that comment and we started talking about it. And uh, yeah, give a lot of credit to Brady Kachuk. He's an outlier. He's an alpha. He's really, really good. But we didn't need 20 points from Quinn Hughes in the first 12 games to tell us that this dude is absolutely wrong. We've watched Quinn Hughes for years. There's not a lot of players like him. He's so important to the success of the team. He always has a puck on his stick. Quinn Hughes has always been a way better player than Brady Kachuk. Yeah, it's early right now, but there's one player between those two that's in the MVP conversation for me, and it's Quinn Hughes. You know, Brady Kachuk, he's had a good start to the season. Uh, He scored some bingos. Uh, He's leading the Senators. He's playing physical. He's doing what Brady Kachuk does. He's in the upper echelon of NHL players. But Quinn Hughes is in the damn MVP conversation right now. He's been the best defenseman in the NHL. Honestly, Kyle, I think Quinn Hughes might be the favorite for the Hart Trophy as we're recording at this moment. You know, I, I, I've been writing about this for Daily Hive. You can check it out. It should drop later today. But it looks at, you know, the three Canucks right now in terms of Hughes, Pedersen, and Demko. I think they all have a case for NHL MVP. But for me, Quinn Hughes might be the front runner right now. Um, He's the MVP. As well. He's the MVP. I think Quinn Hughes is the MVP as of today. And we'll see how it goes. But, man, oh, man. It's, again, we, we, the Canucks have never even had a Norris candidate in their 50-plus year history. So... I think it'd be an accomplishment if Hughes was even nominated for the Norris. Right now, this guy's the front runner for the Norris. I think he's the front runner for the MVP right now as well. I know Demko and Hughes are in that conversation. You can throw in guys like Kucherov, Jack Hughes as well. Uh, but for me, I, Quinn Hughes with the, the amount of offense he's putting up and how he's dominating the game defensively, for me, is the MVP of the league right now. For So for that commenter to say that no one in the league is taking Quinn Hughes over Brady Kachuk, I don't think anyone in the league is taking Brady Kachuk over Quinn Hughes, except maybe maybe delusional Ottawa Senators fans. Uh, look, I get it. The Vancouver Canucks, not a really sexy team over the last couple of years. Obviously, people in the East are going to fall asleep while this team is playing, hence giving them no chance at really viewing what type of player Quinn Hughes is. He's not just a point producer. Because if you look at the, the box sheet over the years, or the box score, I'm sorry, and then look at the end results with all the losses, you could put it together that, okay, Quinn Hughes is really good at hockey, but he's just offensively good, you know? Like, he just put enough points, you know, blah, blah, blah. I get where the the rationale is coming from, but I also am really, really pissed off at the fact that this commenter could be like, yo, no one has taken Brady Kachuk, no one has taken Quinn Hughes over Brady Kachuk, Brady Kachuk this, Brady Kachuk that. Yo, Brady Kachuk hasn't helped you guys win. Like, his box score is nice, but the end result isn't the same, too. So for you to say that is just kind of... It's kind of off, man. And there's also this other guy, okay? I get it, too. These guys are cheering for their team. It's it's a a delicate topic, right? Who's going to win the Stanley Cup first? Uh, This guy says, you guys aren't close to the caliber of our team. Timmy Sutzla is better than your whole team. Look, look, I get it. I get it to an an extent. Again, this was from a month ago, and they got to, like, pull for their side. But I was trying to be a little humble with the conversation and putting us on the same level and at the end of the day yeah maybe at the time in the summer things were more optimistic for the Ottawa Senators fans but yo humble yourself y'all haven't won anything y'all weren't winning with this core you know y'all were doing the exact same things the Vancouver Canucks were doing which was being mediocre and being consistent at the wrong times you know what I'm saying so to for this guy to say yo we're not even close to the cow yo y'all were getting too cocky man y'all were getting way too cocky y'all were getting way too cocky man and I I I just I just get confused by that, man. I just get confused and even for us, I know we were saying some some brash things too this summer, but I think we were always 
in line with like wait and see though. You know, they got to prove it. They got to go to work. Whereas I think Ottawa Senators fans in the summer really thought they they did it, you know, signed everyone to like eight-year deals and we got it. These guys know what they're doing. And now they're, you know, they've already been booed off the ice and fired DJ Smith. It's all early, but it's just, it just interesting, man. Okay, Trevor, I got to ask you the question now and let us know in the comments below. Who's winning the Stanley Cup first, the Ottawa Senators or the Vancouver Canucks? And I hope this time around the comments have more Vancouver Canucks fans in there. Yeah, I, I gave this exact same answer when we recorded with uh, Ross and Brandon over at Locked On Senators. It's the Vancouver Canucks. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's the pillars they have in place of Elias Pettersson, Hughes, and Demko. And I knew these guys were all, you know, top-notch players at the positions. I believe that Pedersen could be one of the best centers in the NHL. I believe that Hughes could be one of the best defensemen in the NHL. I believe that Demko could be one of the best goalies in the NHL. Right now, what we're seeing is that they're all, all three of them are the best player at their position in the NHL mm -hmm. right now. Uh, maybe you could have a bit of a debate with Pedersen because, you know, Matthews is off to a great start. He's league still got McDavid, even though he started slow. But for me, like Hughes and Demko, no question have been the best goaltender and the best defenseman on the ice so far this season. Um, and I guess, you know, guys like JT Miller as well, like give JT Miller some credit. I know he's 30 years old, but the guy's playing his ass off right now. We talked about it yeah. on yesterday's episode, okay? This guy not only is putting up points, but he's a candidate for the Selkie as well right now. Uh, doing it at both ends of the ice. Um, yeah, I think I had questions about the Canucks depth. I mean, I, I like their forward group. Their defense worried me. But again, when you got guys like Pedersen, Hughes, and Demko all in place, those are the pillars you need. And yeah, I know Ottawa's got that kind of with Stusla and um, Sanderson. And I know Shabbat and uh, Chicker are good players of defense too. But to me, they don't have the goaltending. And that's a huge, huge piece of the puzzle. Why the Edmonton Oilers one of the worst teams in the league right now? They don't have the goaltending. So yeah, that's my long-winded way of saying it's easily the Vancouver Canucks who have the best odds of winning the Stanley Cup between these two teams. Hell, the Canucks might have the best odds of winning a Stanley Cup in Canada right now, although the Leafs and, and the Oilers may have something to say about that. But that's I don't care what they have to say, to say, to be honest with you. We had another guy say at the time that we need to stop, stop living in a bubble, which won't happen, okay? This is the show with the West Coast bias, okay? It's only for the people with the West Coast bias. We're going to live in this bubble, and we're going to be happy in this bubble with our people, okay? It's not for you and you and you and you. It's for us and us and us and us, okay? Uh, let us live in this bubble. He also told me to lay off the helium, and that, again, this team still needs a real captain. This is after Quinn Hughes got named captain, and, yeah, again, these people are falling asleep. They're not watching Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes just looks like a teddy bear, soft dude, blah, blah, blah. I get where the rationale could come from, but I don't get where this like arrogance is coming from when it comes when it comes to these fans understanding what a good captain is. Like I get Brady Kachuk does all of these things, and from the outside looking in, yeah, he's a great captain, but produce wins. All I'm saying is, in the summer, it was very, very fair to say that the Canucks and the Senators were on the same page. Y'all weren't three pages ahead of us. And they were acting like that, which was a little surprising. And Begsy, you alluded to it, right? Both teams have a lot of good players. That's easy to say. But our best players are a tier or two fully above your best players. And that makes a load of a difference because there's a lot of players in the top 30, the top 40, you can, you know, kind of go in the... If, the, if you know, if in the same fantasy draft, right? If we're playing that game. But Demko, Hughes, and Pedersen are probably being taken in the top 15 and top 10. And they didn't even have to win games to prove that. They're just those guys. Individually speaking, they've been 
those guys for years and years and years and years. And yeah, man, go Canucks, go, man. Ottawa Senators in a couple of hours. Uh, before we get to con uh, section number three, Comic Corner uh, on Locked on Canucks, I do also want to say this and predict this. And I know you don't predict anything on the show because you're superstitious. I think the Vancouver Canucks are going to win five to two. And I do think that JT Miller and Brady Kachuk are going to get into a fight. I think they're going to get into Ooh, a fight. And I like, there's all, I the, like it. there's all, there's a, uh, there's a lot of conversation about Team USA and how close they are, right? Like uh, that crop of players. And maybe JT Miller falls out of that demographic where he's not like one of those guys with K the Kachucks and the Hughes brothers and the Matthews. You know, like the age is a little different and JT Miller just seems to be like an older soul. Uh, this all being said, uh, JT Miller also doesn't give a F about the Olympics. If you heard his interview on Halford and Pruff, he don't care about Team USA. You know what team he's on and the only team he cares for is the Vancouver Canucks. So there could be, uh, again, some bad blood tonight. Kachuk, Miller, intense players. And after Ottawa gets booed off the ice today, things might get a little chippy and uh, JT Miller have to, might have to defend his boys, okay? It just, it's just what it is. It, it, am, I, am I talking too, uh, too arrogant right now, Begsy, or am I just being a Vancouver Canucks fan? No, you're being a Vancouver Canucks fan. You know, I, and I know our listeners here on Locked On Canucks, your team every day. You know, they're a humble bunch of people. You guys are smart. You're intelligent. You didn't want to uh, be as brash and dumb as some of those Sens fans out there. But uh, I think right now it's free to get your chirps going. So, uh, you know, if you see any Senators fans on our page or online talking ish, make sure you, uh, you say something about it. Um, but yeah, enough from those uh, idiotic Senators fans. Whoa. I want to hear from our fans in the final segment in Comment Corner. Before we do that, I got to let you know that as a business owner, if you are a business owner, you realize that there are times when receivables might fall behind. But that doesn't mean you need to fall behind on vendor payments, payroll, or rent. For more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped businesses secure working capital from 5000 to $1.5 million. Parkview Advance can improve your working capital in as little as 24 hours. It's a much easier process than you might imagine. We invite the many entrepreneurs that are locked on financial fans to learn more by calling us at 203-675-0071 or go to parkviewadvance.com. If your business needs working capital, call Parkview Advance today. Parkview Advance, helping businesses with their working capital. Go to parkviewadvance.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. More importantly, right there is Trevor Beggs. And again, more importantly than that, this is the show that gives you your Canucks every day. West Coast bias, full in effect. And we're just getting started, okay? Uh, we were humble in the summer, and I think we got to remain humble too. I know we've been kind of cocky over the last couple of days, uh, but we got to follow the team. And uh, Tockett's been talking about how they got to stay humble. He's, he also heard players in, in the room talk about that as well. Uh, all, all that being said, I don't mind embracing the hate. Because for some reason, people love to hate the Vancouver Canucks. Well, I, I actually understand the reasons. But we need some swagger, bro. We need some swagger, bro. We need to lean into it. And I don't mind being a, a bit of an enemy in the NHL. And again, is this me being like asking for too much? Should I be careful what I wish for? Or, again, am I just being a Canucks fan? Again, West Coast bias. I don't care about anyone else but the Vancouver Canucks. Amen to that, brother. Yeah, no, keep keep talking. Yeah, I, I think you said it right. I think we've been, we've been, I don't know, we've been kind of brash recently, but overall, I think we've been somewhat humble. Uh, but when it comes to Ottawa Senators, there's the Vancouver Canucks. It's, uh, 
you know, there's absolutely no rivalry between these teams, but now I'm starting to get kind of pissed off at their fans. So yeah, Ooh. there's a little bit of hate in my blood towards these Ottawa Senators. So let's go, uh, let's go kick the ish out of them tonight. Let's go. 100%. And before we get to Comic Corner, my favorite part of the show, I got to ask Begsy quickly, because this question does matter to you and you and you and you. How you doing, Begsy? I'm doing great, man. It's going to be a fiery night in the in the Beggs household. Again, my wife is from Ottawa, so always oh. uh, always an interesting evening when uh, the Senators and Canucks are playing. You know, my wife and I are going to have some chirps going back and forth, and maybe even a little bet between us, you know? Exactly. Yo. And she's sleeping on the couch tonight. If you listen to this, you sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> All right? All right, sister? Anyways, let's get to a Comic Corner on Locked on Canucks. Welcome to Comic Corner, powered by paraphrasing. This comment comes from Tour. Remember when everyone wanted Miller traded because he got mad at that goalie? Remember when everyone wanted Miller traded cause you can't win with a PPG player who was named after Justin Timberlake? Okay, uh, where are all those people? And to be honest, I'm not here to get mad at those people. People are entitled to their, to their opinions and winning fixes everything. And for years and years, this team hasn't won. And well, we get irrational and we say things. And we said a lot of things about JT Miller. And uh, remember that incident, right, with, well, what's that goalie's name? Exactly. Exactly. We're talking about JT Miller doing, quote-unquote, maybe something disrespectful to a goalie that we don't even know his name, okay? And even on that note, uh, we talked about betting earlier in the in the show. Uh, what Miller was doing there, if you don't know the incident, he was, like, smacking a stick on the net, telling Delila, uh, what's his name, De- exactly, to, like, leave the oh, net Colin and, get, Delia, yeah. and to get the extra attacker. People were looking at that as like a rude play. And I always looked at it like, yo, JT Miller is one of the best players on the team. And what he's trying to do is be professional because that's embarrassing. Every goalie should know that when a player is behind the net and there's a delayed penalty or like you need an extra attacker and like the play is settled, you get off the ice. So yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't understand the uproar at the time. I kind of liked it. And I'll always say this about JT Miller because the Canucks aren't a fiery team. I don't care what people say. Maybe they'll learn that through success, some adversity, some playoff experience, but they're not a fiery team. That being said, JT Miller is that guy, and I'm in love with that. Yeah, I mean, the Canucks need more guys like JT Miller, and you know, I think it was probably a bit lucky, but it stands as the best move that Benning made, let's be real. Um, you know, it was at the time when the trade was made, it's like you could have squeezed more to Tampa, like they were in an absolute cap bind and betting still gave a first round pick, but it didn't <laughs> really matter because JT Miller's coming here and he's been one of the top point producers in the NHL. He plays at that edge, he plays at that bite, he's proven that he can play center, he's proven that he can play center in a matchup defensive role. And yeah, like you said, Kyle, I, I love the bite that this guy has. The Canucks don't have enough guys like that. Like for me, it's you know, maybe the new guy, Mark Friedman, uh, Dakota Joshua. Uh, but aside from that, there just aren't a lot of guys who mix it up and stir it up. So JT Miller is a vital part of the Canucks success right now. And he projects to be a vital part of the success moving forward. I want to see JT Miller in the playoffs, man. So again, what do we got? We got 12, we're 12 games into the season. After tonight, third game, that means there's 69 games. Nice. 69 games to go. The Canucks play playoff hockey. And we'll have you covered for all of that good stuff here on Locked On Canucks. Kyle, anything to say to the people before we get out of here? I think, again, I always call the Canucks, I don't always call the Canucks soft, but I always like allude to that, like that again, they're not fiery, they can be a bit more edgy, they're still leaving a little bit off the plate when it comes to, you know, battling and standing up for your teammates. But this is also a team that lacks a lot of experience and the only one to gain it, the only way to gain it is to actually do it. So in due time, I think they will 
learn how to do that. And JT Miller is going to be a big teacher in that as well. And, and the games being played, like they need to play playoff games. They need to spark rivalries for them to come together as a team and be more of a team that stands up for each other. Anyways, Begsy Bowen, Locked on Canucks. Got to get out of here. Got to get this to the people. Go Canucks, go. Enjoy the game tonight. Live in the moment. Escape, hope, dream. And ask your friends how they're doing. Uh, speaking of friends, Begsy, sign us out. Uh, always good to chat hockey with you, brother. And it's especially good to be talking to you here on Locked on Canucks. Whether you're an everyday or an occasional listener, a first-time listener, or a new subscriber on YouTube. Man, we're at 1.1 thousand subscribers. We love every single one of you, your families, and your dogs, too. Whoa. Coming up on Friday, got to end the week strong because the Canucks got two more games of the weekend against Eastern Canadian teams, the Leafs and the Habs. Maybe we'll even talk about the Canucks being Canada's best team for best chance at winning the Stanley Cup right now. Woo! That's the hype that we can bring here. A lot of Canucks. Maybe. Maybe we'll talk about it. We'll have to tune in tomorrow and find out. But for now, I'm Trevor Beggs. That guy's Kyle Bowen, and you've been listening to Locked on Canucks. Thank you.